All right, we are back for another episode of the Nihilist Culture Podcast. Almost, almost. <laughs> so close to saying another episode of the Highest Convo. <laughs> it's funny, that's still kind of like a preset in my mind for when I start recording. Uh, a podcast, right? Uh, all right, cool. Uh, so... I realized I haven't ever really given like a um, an explanation for the name of the podcast, right? And how did I land on the Nihilist Cold Brew podcast? Well, if I'm going to be completely honest, um, one of my old friends... Uh, long, 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 long time ago. Uh, I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. I think we might have even talked about a podcast. Uh, and naming it The Nihilist Cold Brew. Or he had just told me, like, that would be, like, a badass, like, name for something. Mind you, this was probably... 12 years ago, maybe, 11 years ago, between, let's just say it was probably between 12 and 10 years ago. Um, since then, uh, we're no longer friends. I haven't spoken to the dude in, fuck, probably... Twenty thirteen now. Probably seven or eight years. I have no wait. Uh probably six years ago. Six, seven years ago. Let's say six to be on the same side. I probably haven't spoken to you in six years. Um His name is not really important. Uh, but, anyway, I, I, that name stuck with me for various reasons. Uh, I love cold brew coffee. It's fucking delicious. And it's cool. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of hot drinks either. And I do enjoy coffee quite a bit, but not much of a hot drink kind of guy so when i found cold brew you know it's like it's coffee it's cold it is not like that sugary shit you know what i mean that everybody's fucking bananas about uh it's just black coffee but cold you know it's great uh so that's one part of it and nihilism I am I'm, I'm quite fond of the philosophy behind nihilism. Though it is in and of itself very divided and pretty much with anything nowadays, uh, one term or one sort of idea or philosophy, let's just say, has many different aspects of it. 
or subgroups, for example. Or we'll put it in music terms. Like, you have metal as a, uh, a, a genre, right? But there are many subgenres of metal. You have grindcore, deathcore, metalcore, uh, post-metal, uh, grunge, punk metal, rap metal, prog metal, new metal, black metal. You have all these types of metals, right? With nihilism, you have about five types of nihilism, <clears throat> or five forms of nihilism. Uh, but before I get into those five forms of nihilism, uh, nihilism in and of itself, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, you know. In, in essence, uh, the most broad way to put nihilism is that nothing matters and everything's meaningless. Meaning... Uh, meaning exactly fucking that. <laughs> Nothing matters and everything is meaningless. Uh, now here's where the five forms of, uh, uh, well, before that, I'll get into, like, some tenets of nihilism. Pretty much what people believe in and, uh, what kind of makes nihilism nihilism. So you have one of the tenets, the first tenet is existence is useless. Uh, I'm going... I'm reading these off of a website, by the way, not just off the top of my head, because my memory's not that fucking good. But one of the tenets, existence is useless. A nihilist believes there is no purpose to having values or beliefs because everything in existence is unfounded. The next tenet, there is no truth. Everything is unfounded and useless, including the truth. So there are no reasons to uphold moral principles for your own sake or sake of anyone else. That's just kind of kind of cool. I, I actually really like that because it's pretty much giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know, like or not holding anybody to any crazy expectations or standards or anything else, you know, that you wouldn't pr- probably hold on to yourself, you know, because you know you're nihilist. You have no standards for yourself, so you have no standards of anybody else, and when you have no standards. Or fucking pedestals to put on anybody or anybody on, you're not gonna get disappointed. Alright, next tenet. Everything is meaningless. Active nihilism says that since there is nothing and nothing we do matters, all things are therefore meaningless, including the meaning of life. It's all suppressing as fuck, right? Uh, you know, probably some people are thinking, why don't you just fucking kill yourself if it's meaningless? Because even death is fucking meaningless. So for me, kind of... Fuck. I am so sorry. I put some, uh, nose spray on my nose because my allergies are fucking killing me today, but... Hey, you know, we're dealing with it. Uh, so yeah, it, it kind of sounds a little bit depressing, you know, but... It, it, at the end of the day, for me, it kind of sounds paradoxical. Or, you know, it becomes a paradox. So, <clears throat> alright, speaking of paradoxes. Uh, nihilism, to me, kind of links itself into Schrodinger's cat's paradox. Now, this one is probably one of my favorite paradoxes that I've ever like, come across, right? So, Schrodinger's cat... Uh, there was a uh, uh, scientist, Schrodinger, 
that he uh, he had theoretically he put a cat in a box and in that box you have two different types of poison uh, one poison is in a gas state and one is in a liquid state so through the loss of probability there is a possibility that one of the molecules from either the gas or the liquid were to come in contact with each other and if they were to come in contact with each other it would kill the cat or the cat could consume either one of those two substances and kill the cat but in this theory <clears throat> the box is closed off you can't see inside of it so you don't know what's going on you don't know if the cat is dead you don't know if the cat's alive so therefore both possibilities exist at the same time and neither of them were wrong so without looking inside the box the cat can be dead and the cat can be alive right so both of them exist at the same time therefore making it a paradox that's kind of what uh <clears throat> how i feel a little bit about nihilism you know nothing matters right so why excel in life why do anything fucking above and beyond anything you're supposed to fucking do if it doesn't fucking matter but why stay stagnant why do nothing if nothing fucking matters i mean fucking go bananas do the most absurd shit you could probably i mean maybe not the most absurd shit but in terms of uh you know personal standards personal goals or whatever why stay stagnant when you can do whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't matter or pretty much, you know, just fucking fuck what people are saying. Just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, so, yeah. And then Schrodinger's cat, uh, another way to put uh, that paradox in simpler terms is the old term or the old saying. If a tree falls in the middle of the woods, does it make a sound? Who's to fucking say if nobody's around? And that's fucking true. Who is to say if it makes a sound if nobody's around? Therefore, the tree can make a sound, or the tree cannot make a sound. And nobody's going to know until somebody's there in present time to see if it does make a sound or not. Same thing with a cat. Nobody knows if the cat is alive or dead unless somebody opens a box and fucking sees. But until that point of investigation, both possibilities are true and exist at the same time, place, uh, and... All right, <clears throat> going back to explaining nihilism. So I guess I have the tenets. Now, like I said, there are different forms of nihilism. The first term that uh, that's listed here is epistemological nihilism. That's a hard word to say. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> this form of nihilism goes one step further beyond the thinking of a skeptic who questions the validity of information. In this case, nihilism states that knowledge does not exist. Alternatively, if there is knowledge in the universe, we cannot contain it. Therefore, it might as well not exist at all. You know, it's cool, out of sight, out of mind kind of stuff, right? Uh, ethical nihilism 
someone who considers ethical nihilism to be their moral philosophy believes that there are no ethics. Therefore, there is no reason to hold themselves or anyone to any ethical standards. That means kind of probably we just expect everybody's shit and be prepared for that. Uh, my sister told me when I was young, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Kind of goes along with this, you know. Just, you know, treat people as if they probably don't have any ethics, you know. So if they do some out of fucking line shit, you're not going to be like, whoa. That's unethical. You're going to just be like, oh, yeah, sure. That's unethical. <laughs> Existential nihilism. Here's a position. Oh, fuck, my bad. I'm going to redo that. Here, the position is that life has no meaning. Everyone, everywhere, at every point has no value to the universe. Existential nihilism overlaps with a branch of philosophy called existentialism. French philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre wrote about existential nihilism. The fourth form, passive nihilism. This philosophy of nihilism states that nihilism is its own end and there is no reason to pursue higher values. You know, kind of falling back to the point of it kind of just being a paradox. Political nihilism the methodology states that nobody should hold any political views and should instead try to tear down all political institutions. Now, political nihilism sounds a little bit like anarchy, and I fuck with it, you know? I remember I was uh, <clears throat> 16, 15, 16 when I uh, had just discovered... Uh, anarchy, or not just discovered, I knew it was a thing, you know, but it was the first time that I had actually given it a little bit of time, given myself a little bit of time to read into it uh, and learn about it. And for fucking, let's say, like a couple years, I was, I thought of myself as a anarchist. And it's cool, you know, like, uh, I learned a lot of philosophy about it, you know, just or just philosophy in general, which uh, I feel like a lot of people at a young age should give, give themselves the time to explore those kind of endeavors, you know, because it, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll shape your, your mind in a way to where uh, you won't be out to be the wiser, you know, like nobody's going to fucking pull off basso on, you know, <laughs> that fucking sounds old. Nobody's, nobody's gonna pull a fast on an old David here. Uh, uh, but yeah, nobody's gonna fucking try to fuck you over, you know? Like, And then it, it, it'll give you a different perspective on life. It'll give you a different perspective on people. It'll, you know, you, you'll know how to learn, how to, how to deal with people on a daily basis. You'll see where people are coming from. You might become a little bit more empathetic towards people. You might even become apathetic. Which is fine too, you know. Fuck it. But uh, it'll 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 definitely, uh, you know, uh, broaden your horizons in a sense. So if you have some like if you have a teenager in your family, uh, or you have kids that are teenagers, or you are a teenager listening to this, uh, gift themselves or gift yourself a book on philosophy or like. Stoicism is one of the things that could probably like really, really, really sculpt your mind in a positive way. 
uh, you can read up on Zeno's uh, uh, philosophy and uh, points on Stoicism. Uh, you can read up on Marcus Aurelius. Uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius is a really good book. I have not yet read it fully. I've read excerpts from it. I've read passages from it. But I, it's fascinating. And if you want to read a little bit more on nihilism, uh, you can read up on Nietzsche. Because he was one of the uh, the most recent philosophers uh, that has given us or given the people, you know, a broader understanding on nihilism. Uh, I can tell you the date of Nietzsche. Well, he died in 1900. And he was a German philosopher, but he uh, he was the one that kind of a uh, put nihilism against uh, Christianity, religion, and a lot of other shit. So it'll it'll make you question things that you should be questioning, because if you're not questioning uh, your existence, uh, religious beliefs, government, or political uh, stands, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? And why are you not questioning? Why are you so fucking complacent? With the status quo. Um, but I digress. Uh, anyway, I, you know, kind of just wanted to start off with uh, giving a little bit of background on where, how it landed on nihilism and, you know, give a little explanation on nihilism because I'm pretty, I'm, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people don't really know truly what nihilism is. Uh, but I actually, I feel like a lot of people nowadays probably do uh, know a little bit more about nihilism because of uh, fucking Rick and Morty. Rick Sanchez is a huge nihilist. He says it all the time. And he lives accordingly so. Like, nothing fucking matters. So, that's a little bit on uh, nihilism... And the title. Uh, today, uh, so I do I do DoorDash uh, on the side of my other job, which I will not disclose because I've done it before and I've never known if it's a good idea or not. Uh, but if you find those, uh, if you look back to the old episodes, you might be able to find out where I work. But good luck. Or actually, fucking go do it. Listen. Ah. Nah, fuck it. Nah. Anyway, right. I do DoorDash on the side. And uh, I went to this uh, really fancy apartment complex today. And, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a fucking huge fucking apartment place. And I had to walk around. I had to find the fucking... Apartment I was delivering to, and I uh, at some point I I was I had just dropped off the food, and I know I was walking back to the uh, not alligator fucking elevator, and I think as I was approaching the elevator, uh, I might have heard somebody in the back being like, 
hey, or, you know, trying to get my attention in some way, shape, or form. But it's just like, I got another delivery in my car. I gotta go. I don't have time to deal with people. And, uh, right, so I got back to the lobby of this place. And, uh, I say, peace. Thank you to the concierge for letting me up and being helpful. And, uh, I, I turned back because uh, I felt like I was being followed. And I, I see this fucking white lady, dude. She's she's, uh, she's a chunky lady, you know? Uh, she, she looks like a, uh, <laughs> like a middle-aged, pudgy female, right? She was a woman, a white woman, pudgy, middle-aged. Dressed kind of like a fucking frat boy. She had these fucking khaki looking uh, boat shorts. You know, like those uh, chinos, the above the knee chinos. Uh, she, I, I can't, I didn't really fucking see the kind of shoes she was wearing. But just, let's just say she was wearing like Sperry type of shoes. Uh, she had a polo shirt. And she had this, uh, this type of sweater that uh it's the the neck kind of comes it, it's it's a guy's sweater by the way uh her whole outfit her whole fit as the people say was uh was all men's clothing or it seemed like it right so the sweater i don't know if you, you guys have seen like dudes wearing these uh these sweaters that the neck i mean the the, the zipper comes probably up to about like the middle of the chest it zips all the way up, and then the top of the fucking thing is like, uh, like a collar that's just like straight up, right? It doesn't flap down, it doesn't fold, it's just like straight up. She was wearing one of those. She was wearing a baseball cap, and uh, she was wearing some glasses, and she has, man, I want to say she had like a fucking sweater, like just draped over her shoulders like a fucking douche. But I don't know if that was just like me accentuating the way that she fucking looked like a fucking Karen. And she was wearing a fucking little tiny piece of shit rat chihuahua. And uh, as soon as I'm about to exit the complex, I just see her go to the concierge. Oh, I was just trying to see what he was doing. I was like, fuck. I wish I were to turn around when she said, when I heard her voice upstairs. Because, man, that would have been my first Karen interaction. Like, a hardcore Karen interaction. Like, a full-blown internet fucking base Karen interaction I wish I could have caught like uh, I would have fucking put her live I would have fucking ah I was so sad that I missed it ah because I would have been so fucking fine like I mean I've been Karen before Uh, I remember I should remember the first time I got Karen it was it was a dude I was uh (laughs) I was skating with uh my 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 friend uh Desmond Des and Irene, we were skating in uh, an old neighborhood near where we went to school at, and uh, I'm pretty sure this was a Sunday, so like, you know, Sunday everything is closed, there's no like, businesses really open and stuff, and this was like in the middle of a neighborhood, not in the middle of a neighborhood, but it was like in a neighborhood, it wasn't like in a huge intersection or anything like that, and uh... We were just skating, right? <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, this fucking truck, like, 
at this point, we were just chilling. We were sitting down. We were taking a break. We were catching our breath. We were drinking some water, staying hydrated, all this other stuff, right? All of a sudden, a truck, pickup truck, pulls up right in front of me. So I'm sitting on the fucking curb. And this fucking white dude walks out. He's like, get the fuck off my land. I was like, whoa. I was probably like 16 at the time. So I was probably like peak fucking anarchy, dude. Fucking fuck everybody. Fuck white people. Fuck the man. All that shit, right? That was was the epitome of my fucking rebellious times. And... Dude comes at me all fucking crazy and shit. He's like, get the fuck off my land. And I was like, fuck you. I don't know you. (laughs) What do you mean your land? He's like, I own this land. I'm like, you own this land or you own this property? And he was like, oh, well, you know, my property, my land. I was like, no, fucker. Your people stole this land from us. You own the fucking property. And even still, there's no fucking sign saying no trespassing. There were no fucking fences. It was just a fucking parking lot. And he got all like fucking, uh, uh, well, you still can't be here. I own this place. I'm gonna call the cops on you. This is that. And I was like, fucking call the cops, dude. What the fuck you gonna do? And my friend, she was, oh, come down. This is and that. She was a good, ch- good kid. So she didn't want to get in trouble or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that was like the last time I had like a kid interaction. But, I, you know, it, it amounts to shit. The dude was kind of just like, whatever, and then left, and then nothing came of it. But uh, this one that I missed out on today, oh man, I would have had some fun. Uh, but what can you do? You know, I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen again. Uh, there's something in my tooth. Ah. Uh. Don't you guys hate it when it gets shit stuck in your teeth? Or when there's like something stuck in your tooth and you try to go at it with your nail or something? And you're like, okay, this is sticking out enough for me to like stick my nail into my tooth at an angle to where I can just wedge it out. But instead, you just end up pushing it further back in. You know, that happens. Uh, it happens to me a lot, actually. I get a look at my teeth. I don't know why. But it's a good thing, though, because, like, it, it can lead me to, like, uh, flossing. <laughs> so, you know, it makes me floss regularly. So I can't really fucking complain about that. Uh, I'm getting really into rom-coms. Well, I've not been getting really into rom-coms. I've always been into rom-coms. I am fascinated by it. I rem- always have romanticized rom-coms and uh you know it's always been my my kind of dream to uh make the soundtrack to one i I was just uh telling somebody about that recently uh which i have to make a playlist for and you know i I like that i i really enjoy making playlists for people because i feel like you know, it, uh, like, a good amount of stuff goes into it. Like, it, it can be romantic, sure. It can be platonic. Or it could, you know, like, it could be one for a stranger, you know? Like, it, it, it's, it's kind of like a, 
like a inspirational, inspiration-based thing, you know, because you have to get your muse from somewhere, right? And you never know where you're gonna get it from. So you know, you can make a playlist for somebody you saw the fucking street, because you can just create like a fucking uh, backstory about them, even though you don't, obviously because you don't know them. But then you create a backstory, you know, you you, you piece these songs together to make a story of somebody's life whose life you don't you know nothing about you know or if you do know a person it's even better or if you just know the person a little bit you know they because that person can see what you think of them or how you see them based on the kind of music you put together you know and it's cool it's Ah, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about, like, love languages before, and, uh, I think for me, definitely music is a love language, like, it can be, of course, right, like, there's times where, you know, I tell people, oh, dude, this song reminded me of you, and it doesn't have to be feelings attached or anything like that, it could just be like a homie, you know, or there's times, you know, where, I like a chick, and I'm like, hey, you know, this almost reminds me of you. And I'll just <laughs> probably bombard her with songs. Wait, see, medicine? But yeah, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've come to realize that music for me, or, or just song dedications, are a form of a love language. But it's, I don't know, it's. I started to avoid dedicating songs to girls that I like, really like, you know, because then I can't listen to that song anymore and enjoy it the same way because it's been tainted in a sense. Because now every time I listen to that song, I just be reminded of that girl. And I hate that shit because there are so many songs that. <laughs> that I've dedicated over the years that when I listen to them I just think of that one chick and I'm like fuck I can't enjoy the song the same way that I used to anymore because it's just it's just tied to this fucking uh you know bad time you know like or sometimes it's not even just a bad time sometimes I I reminisce on it I'm like this was a great time and it, it was it was fun for what it was. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, for when it was, and how it was. But it ain't <laughs> that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's a nice reminder. Sometimes, I, I guess, you know, saying it out loud now, uh, maybe when I would listen to those songs, or maybe sometimes certain songs that I listen to strike a nerve. Because maybe I, I, I wasn't, or probably at this point I'm not over certain things. But <clears throat> uh, when I know I'm over something, I'll listen to a song from the time period or that I dedicated to, you know, whoever. And I'll enjoy the song, you know, and it, it'll, make me, it'll make me happy. Because I can remember the good times. And know that there were, there were bad times. And I can acknowledge the good and the bad of the bad of the good, you know? And 
I'm over it. Like, you know, I, I, I've, I've matured, you know. I've gone to a different point, right? Oh, man, I am <sighs> a bit tipsy. Uh, but, yeah, you know, so, you know. But time, time heals all wounds or whatever the fuck people say. But, yeah, songs, songs are, 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 I just love fucking music in general. I am fascinated by it. I honestly don't, like, seldom does time goes by where I'm not listening to music. I always have a, you know, earbud in my ear. I'm always listening to something. Or podcast, you know. I just have to be listening to something. You know, I, I know that it's, I'm doing it to avoid being in my own head, to avoid my own thoughts. But... I'm thinking, like I always think, my, my brain never shuts off. There's always something going on. Uh, so I'm thinking like, sure, I cannot listen to music or a podcast or whatever the fuck. And I can just sit there on my own thoughts and then just put myself in a really bad spot. I could heal from it, right? Because that does happen as well. Not just every time that I'm alone in my thoughts. Negative, th- negative thoughts come to me. They come to me all the time, but also positive thoughts come. And, you know, there's that's how growth is made, or that's how I'm able to make growth. When I'm alone with my thoughts, and there just happens to be positive thoughts. So, if I'm listening to music, I, I get inspired, you know, like it makes me want to write music. It makes, it makes me explore different ways of playing music, playing guitar, not just music in general, guitar, I, I play guitar. Uh, so when it's the music, I'm like, oh, okay, I can dabble in this style. I can learn how to play in this style. I can mix this with that. I can, you know, different chord progressions, different way of singing. Uh, I can incorporate different parts, and it just, you know, it 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 it, it gets my creative juices going, and I like it because it's it's like getting kind of like a pump for the gym, you know. You know, you get pumped up to go to the gym, take a pre-workout, and then you're just fucking ready. And that's like one of the best feelings, you know, getting fucking amped for the gym, getting ready for the gym. Oh, and that's how I feel in my head when I'm when I want to write music. I'm just, I just feel ready. It just fills me confidence in a sense, you know, like confidence that I can make some music, confidence that. I will make some music, or maybe not, but just, you know, it's just, ah, I don't know, it's just, it just psychs me up all the time, you know, or with podcasts, like, I don't always listen to the most educational shit with regards to podcasts, I do sometimes, but a lot of times it's just fucking comedians talking about dicks and farts and shit, or dumb shit, you know, but either way, like, it gets some thoughts going, because... With any thought, every thought you have can go deeper than what it actually is. And that's a beautiful thing about thoughts. In your mind, your fucking mind is infinite. It's an infinite fucking thing. It has no limits in terms of like what it can think of, what it can do, or anything like that. But it's put on this fucking, makes my fucking, it gives me goosebumps thinking about this shit. Your mind is such an infinite fucking thing. Yet, it's put in such a finite body. Your body has an expiration date. Nobody knows what it is, when it is, 
but it, it can expire. Your, your brain, your physical brain can rot away. You can get Alzheimer's, you can get schizophrenia, you can get a number of things. You can have a stroke, you can, you know, just fucking million ways your fucking physical brain can fuck up. But the contents of it, what it can actually do is fucking infinite. You can, in, in simple terms, you can try to count to a fucking million. And you'll never get there. But your brain, you have the, cap the capability of doing so. You can try to count to a, a million. Fucking infinity. Why the fuck is it a million? You can try to count to infinity. And you can try, you know, you're not going to get there because infinity, right? But you have the capability to do so. That just, just in that sense, your brain is infinite. But it's so infinite, at least for me, it's, it's so infinite, you can't wrap, I can't wrap my mind around infinite. Eternity. Ongoing. Going on forever. I, I can't fucking... My brain cannot wrap itself around that. So is that a fucking paradox? An infinite thing cannot comprehend the fact that there are other external things. Or maybe an internal infinite thing cannot grasp or comprehend or uh, encompass external things that are uh, internal. Like the fucking universe, it's still growing, it's still expanding. And it's not ever gonna stop. It's been expanding since the Big Bang, it's been expanding since you were born, it's been expanding since your parents, grandparents, whatever the fuck were born. There's <sighs> millions of planets. We're not fucking alone in this fucking universe, and you are fucking retarded if you think we fucking are, and you are also fucking retarded if you think somebody fucking puts you on this earth and only has eyes and minds to keep an eye on you and not all the other fucking infinite planets that are out there. Because you're that fucking self absorbed, you fucking twat. <laughs> anyway, infinity. <laughs> It's uh, it's a fucking wild thing, you know, and it just it just blows my mind. I can't comprehend it. Jesus fucking Christ! I have only been recording for about not even forty fucking minutes, and I feel like I fucking talk somebody's ear off. I swear to God, I am not on coke, coke, uh, caffeine or anything like that. At all, I'm just fucking. You know, I I <laughs> I enjoy doing this. I really enjoy doing this. So. Uh, I've run out of things to say for now. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, I'm pretty sure on the fucking description of this fucking thing uh, are my the social media shit. But if not, I'll link them. Yeah, I didn't fucking. I've, I've linked them before. So just go back to probably like episode two, three. And uh, look through the socials. Go ahead and follow those. Uh, you know, let me know how, what what you think of uh of this, uh free form, free balling type of thing. Speaking of free balling, I have not fucking worn underwear in fucking months, and boy does that feel fucking liberating. Oh, if you haven't tried it, fucking go commando. Just go commando for one day. 
I s- actually, no. One day, you'll feel uncomfortable. Go commando for a couple days. Day one, you're going to be like, ooh, this is kind of weird. Day two, you're going to be like, ooh, this is comfortably. Or this is weirdly comfortable. Day three, you're going to be like, why the fuck have I been wearing underwear at all? So, definitely recommend you going fucking commando from now on. Uh, your balls will thank you. That sounds like a fucking Manscaped commercial. Uh, no, dude, but if you're a dude, man, you're fucking dingle, not dingleberries. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's like if you have dingleberries in your commando. But it also leads you to making sure you have better anal hygiene as a guy, especially if you have a hairy fucking asshole like I do. Because, boy, my asshole now is fucking clean. So avoid dingleberries and avoid fucking shit stain on my fucking pants because, you know, who the fuck wants to pan on the shit stains on their pants? Uh, Alright, fuckers. Bye. Good night.